Welcome to episode number 21 of the Mastering Marriage Podcast, where our goal is to strengthen, unite, and restore your marriage. And together with my husband, David, we are the co-founders of MendOurMarriage.com. And our goal is to break the back of divorce by bringing married couples together to be accountable, keep the passion alive, and expose the hidden issues that try to rip marriages apart. And we are back in the booth today with another listener's question. Today, of course, with me, Amanda, and my awesome husband, David Taylor. I am Mr. Awesome. You heard it first from my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, guys. This is episode number 21 of the Mastering Marriage Podcast, and we appreciate your support. Hey, hey, hey. Guess what? We are ranked number four. Number four. Four, four, y'all. Quattro. Yes, we are ranked number four in the kids and family section of the iTunes library. That's huge. Yes, it is. I was expecting, well, actually, I wasn't expecting to get there this soon, Mm -hmm. but we are here. We are here, and we're going to get to number one soon. I want to get to number one, actually, by the end of this week. What you think, baby? I think we can do it. Well, with your help, with your support, we may just make that happen by the end of this week. But That's anyway, right. We anyway, need more reviews, We do. Guys. Yeah, we, we do. And we'll get to that later. But I just want to say this podcast is brought to you on behalf of MendOurMarriage.com. And... We are only a few weeks away from rolling out the new membership features. Uh, we're going to be changing some things around, and we have some surprises. My wife, my lovely wife, has, has her very first book that yes. she's going to be publishing. Yes, yeah, I, yes and this, I will. This book is actually an interactive ebook. Yes. So it's not a book that you just read and flip pages. It's an actual book that you click on links, you watch videos, you listen to stuff. I mean, it's a book, but it's interactive. Yeah, we we it's we that on the, new new that new new. We on the cutting edge. <laughs> so um, just be on the lookout for that. It's going down, and it's actually going to be for. Should I tell who it's for, or should I wait? We'll wait. We'll wait. Okay, because I'm hype. I'm a little hype, but we'll wait. So, but anyway. Uh, we got a listener submitted question that Mandy's going to read, and then we will provide you with some very valuable insights. So go ahead, Mandy, go ahead and read. Okay. So this listener wrote in, I need advice and I don't know what to do. My husband and I have been married for a little over a year. Since we have been married, he has found comfort in talking to other women, mainly some of his ex-girlfriends. I don't know what to do. When I ask him about it, he lies to my face when I know the truth. We argue so much and it's kind of irritating. We barely talk to each other and when we do, it's talking out of content. I feel as if we got married too early and he wants out. Okay, so you got the gist of that question. Let's dive in. First, I want to give some background information as to why this may be going on before we give the four steps. Okay, we have four steps for you, but I want to give some background information because um, this question, at the heart of this question, is not about him talking to other women. Right. It's about communication issues. And actually, believe it or not, I know you guys are newlyweds, but this situation in terms of having communication issues 
it's a very common struggle. Right, for, for newlyweds for most and marriages. seasoned yes. couples. As a matter of fact, after surveying over 100 married couples mm-hmm. a while ago, we found that communication is the number one marital concern. Right. It ranked above infidelity, finances, kids. It, it was all about Which communication. Was surprising. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, so, so just know that you are not alone, okay? Uh, so before we go, uh, we'll give you some tips on how to improve the communication between you and your husband. Let me share with you uh, one of the main reasons why he may be confiding in other women. Now, now hear me, okay? Before you uh, think that I'm supporting this, I am absolutely not advocating that it's okay for a husband to speak to other women. That's right. Okay? I'm not advocating for that. I just want to give you some information as to why this may be the case. And also, we've seen it the other way around. We've seen wives do the same thing. Right. You know, so it's not, yeah. it's not gender specific. It's not gender specific. Okay? So so just kind of separate yourself from the emotional brunt of that and just hear what I have to say. So uh, Because, again, we're not condoning inappropriate and unhealthy boundaries within the marriage. Uh, so... So having said that, just know that he's going to have to shut that down. He's going to have to stop ASAP, like right. yesterday. Right. Like, we, we, we can't go any further if he's still keeping that door open. So we've got to stop that, okay? Uh, but the main reason why he confides in, in women is because it is actually safer and less stressful to communicate with another woman than it is to communicate with you, his wife. Uh, and, and, you know, I understand because... Think about it. Remember, humans, we are pleasure-seeking and pain-avoiding creatures. That means for him that he will often avoid any situation that is unpleasurable, even if that means avoiding communicating with you. See, now, as a man, I get to speak on behalf of a man, and maybe man, it can bring some light for a woman, but most men are ill-equipped when it, when it comes to dealing with situations that make them vulnerable, okay? When we were little boys, when we started to cry, the number one thing they said is stop crying, be a man. Mm-hmm. Be strong. Mm-hmm. So if there's ever a situation that has any type of emotion that we have to start to express, we're going to avoid that because as, you know, growing up, we were told that it's not strong to share emotions. Okay? So remember that. Communicating with you forces him to be in a position that he does not like. It forces him to be vulnerable emotionally, something that he may not be equipped to do and deal with. Okay, so just keep that in mind. You have to know who you're dealing with. So he goes where he's most comfortable opposed to going where he's more vulnerable. Okay, now he will have to at some point overcome this in order to communicate effectively with you. So just keep that in mind. He's going to have to overcome those issues. Um, Now, here's here's what you can do to help him. Okay, we're going to give you four tips, four steps that you can incorporate today. Mm-hmm. To actually get the process starting to help him to become more emotionally vulnerable. Right. Okay. And to become more comfortable communicating with you. Now, before we give you those tips, also know that you're going to have to look at yourself in the mirror. You're going to have to ask the question, what am I doing or what am I contributing to his desire to go somewhere else? Right. Okay. Because you guys are early in the marriage, so this should not be happening right now. Right. So, and is there something that is no longer going on that you all were doing in order to catch each other before you got married? And that is often the case. That is probably the case. So let's talk about these four steps. We'll call this the two-week jump start. Okay, so we're going to give you a two-week jump start to getting the communication back in a healthy manner. And this is all about restoring the foundation. So, baby, go and talk about step number one. 
Okay, step number one, we're suggesting that you schedule two family meetings. Okay. Um, try and schedule one uh, for the be- for the beginning of this week. Okay. So, um, and then try to schedule another one for the beginning of next well, week. Well, actually, you know what? Change that up a little bit because this podcast is going out on Monday. So, and they're going to need a minute because of step two. They're going to need a couple of days to get something in place. So, schedule the first meeting at the beginning of next week. Right. Okay, go ahead from there. Yeah, so go ahead and schedule the first meeting for the beginning of next week. And then the second one for the week, the beginning of the week after that. Okay. Okay, and um, what you want to do is have these meetings with just you and him, okay? So if you all do have children, try and schedule it to where maybe they are asleep mm-hmm. or maybe they are at daycare or mm-hmm. at school. At but make sure it's just somebody. you two, yeah. okay? So you don't want any distractions, no cell phones, nothing, no TV. Put it all away. No okay? nothing. Make sure that you block out an hour of time mm-hmm. for this meeting That's so that good. you can really get to the core of things and you're not rushing and, you know, you can both really express yourselves. Yeah. Okay. 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 And just like David said, you want to go ahead and schedule that meeting at least a week in advance to give you both time to prepare. Yeah. And and that'll be step number two. Now, here's the addendum or the additional part to step number one. So we also want you to schedule two date nights. So if your family meeting is scheduled for Monday, I want your first date night to be scheduled for Friday or Saturday. So if the meeting is at the beginning of the week, I want the date to be at the end of the week. Okay, and you do that for the next two weeks as well. So whatever day the first meeting falls on, then you'll use the first date night at the end of that week. Right. Then the second meeting will be the next the top of next week. Then the date night will be at the bottom of next week. So two family meetings and two date nights. Schedule them. Have a date, have a time, have a location. Two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. Okay. next step number two is this. I want you to write him a letter, and I want him to write you a letter, okay? Long as it needs to be, as long as it needs to be. And in this letter, you guys can share all of your thoughts, all of your feelings, and all of your emotions. And I want you to exchange the letters, okay? So once you're done writing your letter, exchange it, give it to him. Once he's done writing his letter, give it to you. And now, and here's the reason for that, because a lot of times... When we communicate face-to-face, often our emotions, our assumptions, our expectations start to cloud our ability to comprehend what the other person is saying. Exactly. And so we may jump to conclusions inadvertently or by default because we already have some preconceived notions. Mm -hmm. So writing this letter bypasses that process and it gets the person out of the way and it's just you on the paper. Right, and then doing these in advance will give you both a chance to really read over it and really pray pray over those letters and figure out how you can support your spouse, support the other one in trying to change these behaviors, trying to see how you can, you know, um, cater to your spouse. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I want you to be as open, as honest, as transparent as possible when it comes to writing these letters. Put all of the information in there. Mm -hmm. Anything you want to say, put it in the letter. Yes, you it, definitely want to pray also that your your hearts are going to be softened during this time as well yeah. so that you can receive, you know, what how your spouse is feeling during that time. Yeah, yeah. And what you do is exchange the letters at least two days before the first family meeting. So two days before the first family meeting. That way you give that person at least 48 hours to review it, you know, pray over it, brood over it, whatever needs to be, but at least they have enough prep time. And then the third one is what, baby? 
The third one is make sure that this first family meeting is about him. Since the question that you brought to us was about him and your concern about him confiding in ex-girlfriends and other women, then make that about him. And so really in this, you're going to be leading the way of trying to find a solution for what's going well, on. Well, let me, let, me, let me take that and let me rephrase what Mandy just said. Because when she said make that about him, I don't want you to misinterpret that. What that means is that this is his meeting. This is his meeting to, uh, to, to have you pretty much read the letter. So, you, so he's going to give you the letter first. You're going to read the letter. And then all of a sudden in this meeting, you, he has the floor. He gets to share. He gets to express how he feels. He gets to be open, as open as possible regarding his emotional state or lack thereof. And all you are going to be doing, your only responsibility is to listen intently, which means listen on purpose, and ask open-ended questions. So don't ask why, don't ask how come, none of those questions. Ask open-ended questions that only elicits more information from them. Give her an example of an open-ended question. An open-ended question is a question that gives that, that's, that doesn't end with, or the answer is not one word. Like... What did you have for breakfast today? That's a closed-ended question. But if I ask, how did you enjoy your breakfast today? That's an open-ended question. Because you get to now freestyle and give me, you know, more than just a one-word answer or one-sentence answer. And so make sure that you're asking open-ended questions that is eliciting more information. Your job is to become the detective of this meeting. So you're going to get a bunch of information. Take notes if you need to. But this is your job to listen and to ask good questions that get you more information. But this is his meeting. This is where he gets to talk about the letter. He gets to tell you why he wrote what he wrote in the letter. Okay? Does that make sense? Oh, well, I'm asking you like you. But maybe <laughs> you got anything else you want to add to that real fast? Um, No, I think I think you pretty much covered it. David. Okay. And then step number four is just repeat the process for you the following week. Okay? When, you, when it's your turn to go, this is where you get to... You know, this is where you get to have the floor. And he gets to read your letter. And if he has it, he'll get to ask any questions about the letter. Because remember, the first meeting is he gets the floor. You get to ask questions about the letter to him. You know, but they have to be open-ended questions. Like, what did you mean when you wrote X, Y, and Z? You know, now why are you still talking to her? Okay, right. none of those. Right. But what is it? Or you can, instead of asking that, you can ask, what am I doing that's causing you not to confide in me. Mm -hmm. See, that's an open-ended question. That's good. And so those are the type of questions that's that good you're going to have. Yeah, well, and, and so if, if you need more, just email us and we'll give you a list of questions to ask. How about we just do that? Okay? Anybody. Matter of fact, anybody. Email us. We'll give you a list of open-ended questions that you need to ask to communicate effectively. And we'll include this in the ebook that I'm writing, by the way. So, but anyway, um, anything else, baby, you want to The only add? other thing is just try to make sure that you all establish that you can, you're not going to be trying to get offended um, by these letters and by these meetings. Again, you're supposed to be open, come open-hearted, you know, soften heart so that mm -hmm. you can receive what your spouse has to exactly. say. So that you can work as a team to restore your marriage. Yeah, and this may seem like it's a lot of work, and it's because it is a lot of work. Most people don't do this, and th and that's why they struggle in their communication, because exactly. they don't listen. So this is forcing you to put all of your attention on him. Remember, the definition of love is what? To give, And give, so give. in this first meeting, you're giving him your undivided attention 100% of the time. That's right. No texting, no Instagram, no nothing. 
you're there to listen and to ask open-ended questions and to hear his heart. Okay? Hey, guys, let us know what you think about that, if it works, if it doesn't work, why it didn't work, why it did work. We want to hear from you, okay? Right. In any that case, message. In any case, I know we're over... Wow, we're over 16 minutes, so we got to wrap this up. But we thank you guys. We appreciate it. Leave your comments and ratings and reviews in iTunes. And we're going to hit the number one spot, guys. Okay? Yeah, yeah. We out, y'all. Deuces. Deuces.